Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's satirical saunter down the silly streets of yesteryear, throwing shade. If you enjoy the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to tinyearl.com slash EFCT throwing shade, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to exclusive bloopers, rehearsals, and special bonus episodes. And now sit back and relax and enjoy throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men, a darkness in their hearts, and by extension, quite probably their veins and arteries. They should probably get their blood checked. But who knows that darkness? The shade knows. By day, Theodore Rockwell is a go get reporter for the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, but by night, he typically becomes the shade. This night, though, he seems to be wearing a different costume. Apparently, it's Halloween, meaning everyone is dressing up. Even though you can't see me, I'm in costume. Because I work on the show, I was able to get a discount on a shade costume, in fact. But since I want to get to celebrate tonight, let's get back on track. He, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, who is the mysterious female vigilante, the vamp, defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. But can one man defend the innocent from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Find out in this week's episode, The Vamp's Ire, sponsored by, oh boy, Cole's Candied Corn, the candy that doubles as an industrial-grade adhesive, now with cherry flavoring. Yes, that's their selling point. (sighs) Get them before they're gone, I guess. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, providing you with high-quality 1930s radio-style satire since they started doing so. Let's get this moving, though. I want to be fashionably late to my party. Not late-late to the party. Last week on Throwing Shade... Well, nobody knows as this is apparently a lost episode. Don't really think that's true. I've known where I was the whole time. And now, on to our story. Act 1, Scene 1. Solid Halloween Plans. Hollow's Eve, Eve. Morning at the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, Clarence Clemens is even more blustery than usual having given Rosa the day off to go shopping for a Halloween costume. Call Rosa! 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 
house and where the... Chief, why are you making such a racket? Yes, Chief, it's much too late in the year to be playing tennis. <coughs> Get it? Tennis? Racket? Well, I thought it was... Plenty! <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> yes. Now I'm done. Rosa! Chief, you gave Rosa the day off. I did what? You gave Rosa the day off. I just said that. I gave Rosa the day off? Yep. Why would I do that? So she could go shopping? Nope. That doesn't sound like me. She wanted to buy a unique costume for Halloween. You mean to tell me she's out shopping for something to wear for a ridiculous holiday? Well, you did give her the day off. She should be able to do what she wants with her time. Oh, no. Her time? Her time? This is a work day. You suffragettes aren't satisfied with getting the vote. Now you want to dictate how to spend your own time. I am not a suffragette. I... Wait. Am I a suffragette? No, no, that's an antiquated term, specifically about the right to vote. I'm about women having equal rights as men, from equal pay in the workplace to pockets in the apparel. What's she going on about? Don't get her started. Rosa! She's, she's not, not here. here! You gave her the day off! No, don't tell me what Don't worry, it's not like you're paying her for the day. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Theo. <laughs> paying a woman when she's not at her job. <laughs> the next thing you know, women would want to wear trousers to work. At least we'd have pockets, then. No, don't even start getting me started with politics. Ignore day. Wednesday. Hey! Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, you should hang on every word Wednesday says. I'm sure she's just wondering why you need Rosa. Yes. I was just going to ask what you need Rosa to do that you can't do yourself. I want someone to open the mail and explain to me why stamps are three cents apiece. They've been three cents for years. Yes, and the last time they raised the price of postage, they increased it by 50%. It's highway robbery. Do you know what I can buy with three cents? I could buy a full pound of Cole's candied corn. Candy corn? Cole's candied corn. Everyone's favorite new candy and industrial grade adhesive. What is happening? Now in cherry flavor. What happened to cinnamon flavor? I need Rosa to open the mail. Give me those! Electric bill, ink bill, parakeet fancy magazine? Give me that. What's this? It looks like a card from Crystal Light. Ooh. Well, open it. Oh, it's not a card. Oh. It's an invitation to a Halloween party 
A costume ball! The three grown adults start to giggle and discuss what they will wear, whether they should bring anything, and who else might be invited. <laughs> the histories were popular, right? <laughs> I'm sure no one from the Chicago World Bugle Bee gets an invite, right? <laughs> The Chicago Wild Buglebee? Dead rag! Oh, brother. Chief, I need the rest of the day off to work on my costume. Oh, not you two. No, you cannot. But I am closing the office for the rest of the day because... Because we are fumigating the place. We are getting the darn cat out of here. beyond weird. Tell me about it. I'm just glad he left when he did. Why? I didn't want to have to tell him Rosa doesn't work for him. Act 1, Scene 2. Crystal's Diamonds. October Festivities. The party planner herself, Crystal Light, was party planning away with her butler Jeeves, from her surprisingly large and stately manner. Seriously? Is this where all the real estate in Chicago went? I mean, my apartment is about the size of a checkerboard, but this? Woo! You could get lost in here. This party's gonna be amazing! Jeeves, this party's going to be amazing! I literally just said that. Try again. Jeeves, this party is going to be the hottest event this city has ever seen. Oh, so we are inviting Mrs. O'Leary's cow to the party. Who's what? Oh, never mind. Just help me put up this banner. I'll hold up this end, and you take the other end to the far side of the room. <sighs> yes, Mum. Yes, that's good. Just put it up there and... Perfect. What do you think, Jeeves? What? I couldn't quite hear you. I still can't... Oh, let's meet in the middle. I said it is quite good, Mum. Thank you. Now, I think here would be a good place to put the blood diamonds on display for everyone to see. I... I do not think that is quite so wise, Mum. Chicago does seem to have a scourge of Chicago's underbelly. Chicago's underbelly? You sound like a radio narrator, trying too hard to make it seem like crime is absolutely everywhere. Hey, I just read what they tell me to read. Blame the writers. Besides, we invited the police chief, and I am certain that those vamp and shade characters will show up as well. Oh, how did you send the invitation to a pair of vigilantes? I made the party completely open invitation. Any and all are welcome to it. 
Including those with criminal records? Yes, but I don't think we should advertise that fact. Though vigilantism is technically a crime, and it would be rude to retroactively revoke their invitations. Well, I must still insist that we keep the diamonds in a slightly more secluded spot. But the whole point is to show them off. What's the point of vast wealth, societal influence, and pretty-looking rocks if I can't show them off? I don't think I have the authority or experience to answer that question. But if you are so insistent, perhaps showing them in another room, one that won't be crowded by the entire populace of Chicago. All right, how about um, the kitchen? Easy enough to have someone stand guard there, keeping an eye on the diamonds while the party goes on. Yes, but who would spend their entire evening away from the party without interacting with anyone the entire time, potentially having to deal with violent criminals if and when they decide to... Oh. Me. Thank you for volunteering. More voluntold than volunteered, but such is my lot, Mum. Very well. I'll spend the entire evening guarding the diamonds while you enjoy the party. I just hope then that the box's alarm will be working should I fail. You'll do fine. And what alarm are you talking about? The one your father had installed in case of theft. Currently it is set to klaxon alarm, so if there are any attempts to steal it, the alarm will warn anyone. I'll go set it up now. Hmm, that louder sound would ruin the party completely. He mentioned that it was set to that sound, though. Surely there are more quiet settings. I'd better go make sure. We wouldn't want anything to disturb my guests. Little did our hostess know how prophetic her concerns were. For her blood diamonds would attract the attention of three individuals who were already high disturbed. Ooh, that was some high-level foreshadowing. Give me a sting so we can get to the next scene. Act 1, Scene 3. Once bitten, never die. Undead certain. On the other side of the city, a trio of darkly dressed ne'er-do-particularly wells gathered in a shadowed alley. Their leader, a Dr. Acula, subtle, glances around, conspiratorial, much to the confusion of his followers, Vladika Impala and Noah Serfartu. Okay, a bit more subtle there. Doc, like, I still don't understand why we had to leave Electrode Acres home for the socially unacceptable. Why? Why? Because even among outcasts, we shall be outcasts, now that I have been cursed to drink the blood of the living, thanks to being bitten. I 
Listen, I was sorry. To be honest, I don't even remember biting you. To think, all those years I thought you two were crazy. No offense. None taken. And then to wake up one morning to discover bites on my neck? I cannot continue as Dr. Acula any longer. Now I will be shunned, ostracized. I shall be a... a... A piranha? I don't know why you'd think we'd automatically be outcasts. I'm sure if we explain our situation to the world, we can get the help we need. And what help would that be, hmm? Well, I suppose they could set up some sort of building where non-vampires could go to give their blood. Uh, some of it, not all of it. And then store it until someone like us needs it. It could be called the Bloodshed. Cool. But I like... I think it kind of sounds like you'd be expecting to eat in an actual shed with rakes, hoses, and hose. Maybe it could be like a blood delivery service where the blood is brought to you. It could be called a blood streaming service. Are you two quite done? Nah, I got one more. Go ahead. It could be a building to give blood. It would be like a blood bank thing. A blood bank, hmm? Now you have my interest. Too bad that there isn't any money in blood. Well, there's certainly money in those blood diamonds. Blood diamonds? What are you talking about? Right here on this poster. It says that there will be a party thrown on Halloween with costumes, dancing, candied corn. But what about the diamonds? It's like the thing in big text right there. Uh, my eyesight isn't accustomed to reading in the dark yet. Oh, well, we could just step into the sunlight to read. But where vampires know of, sunlight is fatal to us. Oh, how am I going to get tan without sunlight? Well, if you wish to step into the sun and burn to ash, who am I to stop you? Doctor, please, there's no reason to make such biting remarks. I'm half tempted to just start biting, but I'll save it for the party. But how are we going to get into it? There's going to probably be a ton of security and stuff. You would think... He doesn't. Think, that is. If you are done insulting Noah and interrupting me, and that was not an invitation to do either, by the way... Oh. The party is open invitation! All of Chicago is welcome! But we're not all of Chicago. No, but we are a part of all of Chicago. Now let's go! Doctor? The sun? Later, let's go! And that sounds like a good time to skip ahead. Act 1, Scene 4. All Hollows Evening Wear. Less than custom costumes. By the time the party had officially started, almost all of Chicago was there, 
in costume. And not costumes. Costume. Singular. For you see, everyone was wearing the same costume. Embarrassing, really. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to change out of my shade costume before anyone sees me. I can't believe it! Everyone is dressed as the shade! This is amazing! This is infuriating! And kind of unsettling! Wait, how is this infuriating? The shade is getting the respect I, I mean, he deserves! This is probably a bit more than the respect he deserves. And what of the vamp? She fights crime, too. And her costume even has pockets! Pockets! But no, not a single person is wearing her outfit. Even I'm not wearing it. Well, you only have yourself to blame for making that bet and wagering what costume you'd wear tonight. I really didn't think that those candied apples would be sticky enough to support the weight of a full-grown man and still be deemed fit for human consumption. Now I'm trapped in this nigh-pocketless outfit. Well, at least I won't look out of place dressed as the shade. Seems like the open invitation really was open. And with those diamonds on display, I don't doubt on... Devilish and dastardly deeds being done in the dark? Sorry, I like alliteration. You're lucky this costume doesn't allow for my typewriter. Another thing I may never forgive you for. What are you complaining about? I think you make an adorable little orphan, Annie. And you better hope you never fall asleep at that office ever again, or you'll wake up looking like Daddy Warbucks. Look out! Coming through! Make a hole! Make a hole! Is that? Editor-in-chief of the Chicago Gazette-Times-Herald Clarence Clemens dressed up like a giant sunflower? Why, yes. Yes, it is. Suddenly, I don't feel so bad. Let's make ourselves scarce before he sees us. Good idea. The last thing we need is him following us around while we're trying to keep an eye on those diamonds. Come on! While Theo and Wednesday went to find the blood diamonds, and Editor-in-Chief Clemens attempted to maneuver the buffet... <coughs> Sorry, ma'am. This statement has a mind of its own. Our three vampiric villains arrived at the party. Noah Suferatu was confused. Dude, I'm confused. Sometimes I wonder why I even bother. I know you're like a doctor and everything. Was a doctor, Noah. Now I am merely one of you, an undead monster doomed to hunt mankind as prey, all because I was beaten. <laughs> times am I going to have to apologize? Well, yeah, okay, I guess. But you're still, like, super smart. I cannot argue with that. So if this party is open invite, why are we sneaking in through the kitchen window instead of walking through the front door? I'd like to know the answer to that as well. If we were to walk right through the front door, we would immediately be beset upon by angry villagers! Villagers? Our kind are constantly persecuted. They would be on us with... with... Steaks? Pitchforks? Torches? Swizzle sticks! Possibly even... Cocktail weenies! Oh, the horror! 
Okay, but you do realize it's Halloween, right? They might just think we're in costume. Oh, you sweet, naive fools! There's no way to hide our true nature! Evil rolls off us in waves! Dude, and I took a bath this morning and everything! Come, while there's still time! I say, may I help you? Oh no! We're caught! Never fear, I shall use my vampiric mental powers! You see nothing. It is all a dream. You will go back to your normal business. I told Miss Light an open invitation party was a bad idea. But does she listen to me? No, I'm just the hired help. <laughs> Tell me about it. All right, you three. I don't care what kind of trick-or-treat prank you're attempting, but the entrance to the party is through the front door. And really, you should all be ashamed of yourselves acting like this at your age. Mm. So much for your vampiric mental powers. What are you talking about? I clouded his mind so he did not recognize us as vampires. Now we should be able to walk right in with no problem. Come, my children of the night. I'm starting to regret ever biting him. The three bloodsuckers entered the party, just as the hostess, Socialite Crystal Light, was greeting her guests in the massive living room. I am your hostess, Socialite Crystal Light, and I am so happy you could all attend my open invitation Halloween party. <laughs> I want to assure you all that my home is your home. Feel free to roam the mansion to your heart's content. My butler Jeeves put paper down and covered the furniture in plastic, so those of you who are members of the working class don't be shy. And be sure to take a gander at my amazing blood diamonds. They're in the kitchen under the strict watch of my butler, Jeeves. Now everyone eat, drink, and be merry. Well, I'll do the first two, but I ain't changing my name. Did you hear that? The diamonds are in the kitchen. We were so close. Come, we must away to the kitchen. I don't know, Doc. That crystal light lady said they were being guarded by her butler. Could be dangerous. What's he going to do? Bottle us? Oh no, please, whatever you do, don't fix me a drink. What? You've laid out my clothes for the day? Oh! You know, nobody likes sarcasm. I do. However, Noah does have a point. Yeah, on his head. It's called the Widow's Peak. 
We will need to distract the butler to give us enough time to abscond with the diamonds. I thought we were going to steal them. At that very moment, there was a loud disturbance in the main room. How's that for convenient? Well, I never! The very idea! Get some flowers, Patty! Yes, Editor-in-Chief Clemens had made use of the bar in a bit too liberal of a manner, and was now careening through the party, his costume and inebriation making balance difficult. Look out, coming through! The hubbub caught the attention of Jeeves, who came rushing out of the kitchen carrying a large glass case filled with diamonds. What is going on here? Oh, just good-natured hijinks. That is what the common people say, isn't it, Jeeves? Madam, I really think we should... Oh, dear! Jeeves placed the case holding the blood diamonds on a nearby sideboard and rushed into the living room, followed closely by Crystal. I hope that pot wasn't expensive. That pot was a vase from the Ming Dynasty! Well, I'm sure you can return it if you still got the receipt. At that moment, the three denizens of the night made their way over to the glass case. Ain't that convenient? Told you. Those are the blood diamonds? Yep. Foolish youth, those are definitely blood diamonds, and with them we can... Make a lot of money! Manufacture all the blood we need! Right! What? Blood diamonds make blood. Everybody knows that. Do they? That's amazing. Almost unbelievable. Now we must wait for just the right time to snatch the diamonds from their case. Meanwhile, in the main room... Sir, I must ask that you vacate these premises! And I must ask that you stop watering down the drinks! Please, allow us to help. Yeah, we know it! Rockwell! Morning! Is this my office? No, Mr. Clemens, this is a party! That's what I thought. I'd never wear this to the office. Something we're all very glad to hear, Chief. This is all they had left of the costume shop when I got there. I told them I didn't want to look like a pansy. Mr. Clemens! But they reassured me this was a sunflower. So it was all right. Hate pansies. Stupid flowers. Give me a good lily in the valley any day. This is all very interesting, Chief, but... Why isn't there any entertainment at this shindig? I've got it. I'll tell some jokes. I don't think... I'd let him. At least he won't be drinking while he tells them. Ooh, 
working class humor. I've never heard it before. Please do. All righty then. There once was a man from Nantucket. Not that one, Chief. We're in polite company. He tried to stop me drinking. They're not that polite. Uh, try something else, Chief. Aye, aye. My favorite candy is a sucker. Chief! What now? There are ladies present. That's no lady. That's my wife. What? Where? Oh, there. She's up by the giant watering can. Hi, honey. Don't talk to me. I guess it's true what they say. What? Married couples do end up looking alike. Can I continue? Carefully. Let me tell you a ditty about the piping in our fair city. They're so narrow you'll blush, for when you attempt them to flush, you end up with a situation quite... Editor-in-Chief Clarence Clemens, everyone. <laughs> Chief, that was, uh, <clears throat> something else. Maybe you should go plant yourself somewhere. I'm going to be very upset about that when I sober up. I want more lower-class entertainment. That was delightful. Okay, Rockwell. This is it. What? I finally get to hear you sing. Yeah, I have a significantly less embarrassing idea. Ventriloquism! That's less embarrassing? Ladies and gentlemen, I, the amazing Rockwell, shall astound you with my ability to throw my voice. In fact, I shall sing while drinking a glass of water. This should be good. May I have a glass of water? Here you are. Thank you. And now all I need is my dummy. My little orphan Annie dummy. I didn't know you had a... Oh, I see what you did there. I, I don't think I'm going to... Yuck! Theo grabbed Wednesday and pulled her onto his knee. If you think I'm going through with this, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize. My dummy is a bit noisy. You call me your dummy one more time, you'll be toothless. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. Just go with it. Why? To give Clemens a chance to sober up, and this crowd a chance to forget what he did, so it doesn't reflect badly on the paper and lead to firings. And here, I thought it was because you're such a ham, we could step close in you. Potato, potato. Now sing! Wednesday started singing as Theo drank from the glass of water. <laughs> the crowd was mesmerized. Perfect. During the applause, we will break the glass and steal the diamonds. Be ready! Wednesday's song built until she hit a note so high. Ow! That at that exact same moment... Our villains smashed the glass case holding the diamonds and grabbed the precious stones. Quickly, to the kitchen! No one noticed, as everyone was crowded around Theo, who was bleeding from where the broken glass had cut his lip. The poor man. Will we have to put him down? He's a person, ma'am, not a horse.
As the three vampires reached the kitchen, they were confronted by a familiar black-clothed figure. The Shade! <laughs> and a barking witch cat! Dude, that is no bueno. Of course it isn't. We just said it was a witch cat. Run! Scatter! Hide in the party until we can make a clean getaway! I don't know what they was so scared of, though I got to admit this shade costume is pretty convincing, isn't it, Puddles? <laughs> though I don't know why they thought you was a witch cat. That costume is good, but you got a meow and not a barker. <laughs> meow. That's a good, Puddles. At the sound of the scream, everyone rushed over to find Socialite Crystal Light standing in front of a smashed and empty glass case. What happened? Oh, Chief Cannoli, you heard the silent alarm. Silent alarm? What a silent alarm? Ma'am, that case doesn't have a silent alarm. Just on and off. Oh. Plus... How could you hear a silent alarm? That don't make no sense. Chief, Madam Light's blood diamonds have been stolen. I can't believe someone's stolen the blood diamonds. I can't believe Cannoli is dressed as the shade. Stole your diamonds? Punch! John! Yeah, yeah Chief? They're dressed as the shade, too? Oh, this is almost too much to bear. Green is not an attractive color, Wednesday. Lock all of the doors. Nobody's again in or out of this house until we find the thieves. Oh, we'll return to throwing shade, Vamp's ire, in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, are you looking for a sweet confection that will delight trick-or-treaters? But do you also regularly find yourself with a lot of leftover candy after Halloween with no way to put it to good use? Well, look no further than Cole's Candied Corn. Not that useless confection candy corn, but good, solid, all-American candied corn. Sweet corn kernels covered in a thick, hard, caramel coating. Perfect for Halloween. Offering hours upon hours of chewing enjoyment. But after Halloween, Cole's Candied Corn offers you the finest industrial strength adhesive on the market. Need to fix a cracked china cup? Cole's Candied Corn. Need to replace some roof shingles? Cole's Candied Corn! Sick of waiting for the city to fill that pothole in front of your house? Cole's Candied Corn! That's right. Cole's Candied Corn. The taste sticks with you. And now, a few words from other important personages. If you love live audio drama performed with musicians and in-person foley, 
then you'll love eclectic full-contact theater's Crash Box Festival of short live audio plays. Appearing November 16th through the 19th at the Edge Off Broadway Theater in Chicago. See six amazing audio scripts written in the noir genre performed live. Grab your fedora and sit back for an evening of wise-cracking dames, hard-boiled P.I.s, and twisty plots where the truth hides in the shadows, but the sound effects are out in the open. Go to eclectic-theater.com for info and tickets. And now, back to our story. Act 2, Scene 1. Fangs for the Memories Chaos Reigns at the Halloween Party Within minutes of the theft of Crystal Light's blood diamonds, Police Chief Cannoli had everything under control. (laughs) I'm sorry. I really thought I could say that with a straight face. All right, everybody just to relax. We're going to get to the bottom of this crime no matter what. Now, Miss Light. Please, call me Socialite Crystalite, Chief. Um, okay, Miss Socialite Crystalite. What did these blood diamonds look like? Diamonds. That's it? Just the diamonds? They didn't have no blood in them or nothing? Of course not. The very idea. Well, how am I supposed to tell if any diamonds I find are your blood diamonds or just a regular old diamonds? Yep, completely under control. Chief Kanawi? Ah, Shade, thank goodness you're here. But you sound a little funny. You got a cold? Uh, no, Chief, it's, uh, it's me, Theodore Rockwell. I'm just wearing a Shade costume for Halloween. Oh, of course. I don't know what I was thinking. You, the Shade. <laughs> How ridiculous. Abs- hey! Chief, all the doors are locked. Shade, there you are. Thanks for locking the doors. Now tell me, can you tell the difference between a diamonds and a blood of diamonds? Uh, it's, it's me, Chief. Punch. This is just a Halloween costume, remember? Of course. I knew that. Chief, seems nobody left the house, so our culprit must still be here. Finally, the shade. No, it's me, John. This is just a... Halloween costume. All right, everybody line up against that wall. We're going to find out exactly which one of you is the shade. You know, Miss Morning, perhaps we should do a bit of investigating on our own just to help out. I fully concur, Mr. Rockwell. The only problem is it's going to be difficult to sneak off and change with so many party guests and the police around. Way ahead of you, Wednesday. Follow me. Theo led the way over to the punch bowl, where they found Jeeves talking to a strange, pale man in a cloak. Yes, sir. Would you like some punch? I never drink. Punch. We'll have some punch, my good man. Strange man. Yes, quite. Here you are, sir, madam. 
Yes, I caught him and his two friends trying to sneak in through the kitchen window earlier tonight. Really? Uh, that's quite, uh... <laughs> Theo, what are you? Oh, how clumsy of me to accidentally spill punch all over you. I'm terribly sorry. I say, you wouldn't happen to have somewhere my friend Miss Wednesday morning could clean up and change. Yes, of course. Top of the stairs on the left. Thank you so much. Come along, Miss Morning. Couldn't you have warned me? And ruined the spontaneity of the moment? It would never have worked. What am I supposed to change into? I didn't bring my vamp outfit. Never fear, Wednesday. I have brought several Plan B costumes with me. Plan B? Well, more like Plan B to G. I do it every Halloween because, hard as this may be to believe, I am a bit of a klutz. No. Really? And have a tendency to spill punch on myself. Ah, here we are. Step right in and try this on. I'm not 100% sure about... A short time later... Absolutely not. Really? I mean, I think it looks just fine, but I do understand your reticence about the clown costume. Those are some pretty big shoes to fill. Where's my squeaky hammer? Here, try this one. What is... Wednesday tried on one costume. For some reason, I just think dressing like a Cherokee is problematic. If it was good enough for the Founding Fathers, it's... Well, all right, try this. After another... What were you thinking? I will have you know that costume comes straight from Hollywood. I bought it from a guy named Frederick. Here, try this! After another... Until finally... This is just a square of fabric. What is it? Can't you tell? I figured it would be perfect for you. It's... A... POCKET! I don't know whether to hate you or hug you. Do I get a vote? Just at that moment, there was a commotion in the main room as Ponch and John tried to haul several dark-cloaked figures away. Don't resist. Just go along quietly. You all under arrest for impersonating a vigilante and obstetrician of justice. Did he just... He did. Um, I think you mean obstruction, Chief. That don't make no sense. Obstruction is when you build something. That's... Construction, Chief. You can no fool a cannoli. Construction is a criminal's vehicle. <laughs> it's like you don't know your own language. Chief Cannoli, these people are just guests at my party. They're wearing costumes. That's right. And who wears the costumes? Criminals. All right, you villains, get a moving. I'll take these reprobates down town. Punch, John, you will stay here or find those diamonds. Yes, sir. So, uh, now what? Don't know about you, but I think we need to do an exhaustive search for donuts. Good thinking. Shall we go check out the diamond case? I'm more interested in that pale gentleman than his two friends who tried to break into an open party. Good thinking, Wednesday. Let's split up and make sure to take notes on whatever you find. Take notes? How? This thing has no pockets! 
two, scene two. Sanguine intervention. Theo has a crisis of identity. Our heroes split up, looking for the pale gentleman from the punch bowl. Wednesday headed back that way to see if Jeeves could give her a description of the other two. Theo decided to investigate the kitchen, where he found yet another blatant theft taking place. Pudge! John! It's not what you think! All the guests are gone! These would go to waste otherwise! Don't you think you should do some actual policing? I guess you're right. I'm taking this crawler for the road! Of course. Punch and John left the kitchen, just as two highly suspicious characters were entering. Dude, these doorways are tiny. They should get one of those revolving doors. That was so many episodes ago. Sorry, ma'am. Oh no, there's blood on my shirt. I don't know if I'll be able to control myself. Hang loose. I think that's just jelly. Punch! What did we say about wasting jelly? Come on! Now what do we do? I think some water and baking soda will take care of that. Ah! Wait, why are you screaming? I don't like to be left out. Doctor? Where? We've been looking all over for you. You have? No, this isn't Dr. Akila. Sure it is. Look, he's got the same long black cape. True. And the black hat. True, but Dr. Akila didn't wear a mask. Well, obviously he needed a disguise. Noah! Plus, look! He's got blood all over his mouth! Oops! Still, this is so embarrassing, I thought I had cleaned that all up. You are Dr. Acula! I am? Are we glad to see you, Doc? How do we get out of here? I'm pretty sure the front door still works. Hey, where's that accent of yours? Accent? Yeah, that over-the-top Transylvanian accent you started using the minute you were bitten? Look, I'm tired of apologizing. I'm a vampire. I bite people. It's what I do. Get over it! You two are vampires? I, I, I mean, you two are vampires? Yep, and so are you. I am? I mean, I am? Do you still have the blood diamonds? I want to get out of here. I had the blood diamonds? I I mean, I had the blood diamonds? Right. So, where are they? I, uh, heed them. Yes, that's right. I heed them for safekeeping. That's why you're the one in charge. Where are they? 
don't you worry about it. I'll go get them. Now, I mean, no, that will not be necessary. If we all three go snooping around, it will be suspicious. Stay here, I will be back. And don't bite anyone. As Theo ran off in search of Dr. Acula and the Blood Diamonds, Wednesday was interrogating Jeeves at the Punch Bowl. So, what exactly did those three people who tried to break in look like? Vampires. Vampires? Well, two of them did. The third one was wearing a Polynesian shirt and shorts. That's, um, unusual. Not around this house, it isn't. Jeeves, we're running out of food. What, madam? How is that possible? Well, I think our guests took most of the hors d'oeuvres with them to the police station, and the donuts seem to have just disappeared. We need to do something. I don't know what we can do, madam. The chef was one of the people taken to police headquarters. I told him that participating in this silly excuse for candy makers to gouge the public was a bad idea, but does anybody listen to the butler? No, they just... I'm sorry, Jeeves, what were you saying? Nothing, madam. I think I just may have an idea on how to feed your guests and flush out the thieves at the same time. Act 2, Scene 3. High Stakes. The criminals start coughing up the diamonds. Wednesday morning went off to find a telephone so she could put her super-secret plan into action. Meanwhile, Theo went in search of Dr. Acula and the Blood Diamonds. He found the delusional doctor in the cellar, doing some construction. Excuse me! I am terribly sorry. Am I making too much noise? I am merely down here in the darkened cellar hammering all the pieces of wood together in an attempt to make a coffin so I can sleep in it. No, drat, I said the inside part out loud again. I mean, I am merely building a coffee table as a gift to our hostess. Yes, that should work. He'll never suspect what I truly am. You said that part out loud in case you were wondering. Drat! I was never here. You didn't see me. It was all a dream. Are you Dr. Acula? Depends on who is asking. Come into the light so I may see you. My name is... <laughs> what the... Back, stay back. Doctor, what's wrong? Don't try to play me for a fool. I know exactly who you are, Van Hexing. Van who what now? 
Yes, play innocent if you wish, but I know you are the famous German vampire hunter Van Hexing. Don't you mean Van Sing? I'm sorry, folks, but if I let that go, we'd get in trouble with the censors. No, Van Hexing, admit it. <sighs> so, what if I am? I knew it. Well, believe you me, this is one vampire you won't stake a claim to. I should do you in for that joke alone. Do your worst. You won't scare me. I am a member of the undead. I have super strength, super speed, and I can turn into a bat. Voila! When does it happen, the bat turning thing? My powers are depleted because I haven't fed in a while, but tremble, mortal, as I produce a fresh supply of blood from these blood diamonds. I don't think that's why they're called blood diamonds. I will give you this one chance to flee, for once I bite into this jewel and feed, there will be no mercy for you. I think you might want to... <laughs> Rethink that. Oh, 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 Come on, Doctor, let's go find you someone who specializes in blunted canines. I need a dentist, not a veterinarian. I'm ignoring that. As Theo led the good doctor out of the cellar, he bumped into someone completely unexpected. There you are. Vamp, I wasn't expecting you. I know. Luckily, Crystal happens to be a fan and had a spare outfit. Well, good news. I found the blood diamonds and one of our culprits. The other two should be in the kitchen. I was just there. The place is empty. Great. What's with the accent? The vamp works with the famed vampire hunter Van Hexing. Van who? Sing? It's a long story. So, how are we to find Dr. Acula's accomplices? I have that under control. My plan should be coming together right about now. Yes? Pizza Prano delivery. Somebody here order four large pizzas? We would never. That's for me. Wow, the guys will never believe this. Me delivering to the vamp. What an honor. And what an outfit. Thanks. It has pockets. Finally. Jeeves, give the man a tip. Get a real job. Vamp, not that I don't love a good pizza, but exactly how is this going to catch the other two culprits? Just watch. The vamp set the pizzas on a nearby table and opened the boxes. The thick, heavy scent of garlic filled the room. Oh no, not garlic! It will set them screaming for the hills! Dude, who ordered the garlic pizza? Garlic is my favorite! <laughs> But, but, vampires hate garlic. We do?
Yes, I used to love it until I was bitten. I still have them, see? Dr. Acula pulled his collar aside to show everyone the telltale marks. Am I mistaken, or are those mosquito bites? What? No, they are the mark of the vampire! Now those are mosquito bites. Are you sure? Are you doubting the word of famed vampire hunter Van Hexing? Dude, why are there two Dr. Aculas? Do I smell pizza? Yep, and you can take some of it with you when you take these three in for stealing the blood diamonds. No, not prison. Oh, it won't be prison. Thinking you were a vampire means you get a one-way ticket to Electron Acres home for the socially unacceptable. Dude, you can be impatient just like us. It'll be like one big happy family. Oh, joy. Come on, you three. And we'll take a few of these pizzas along with us. As evidence. Yeah! Evidence. Well, everything seems to have worked. You have to do something. It's Miss Light. What's wrong? She wants to do this again next year. This was so much fun. Maybe next year we'll get werewolves. Jeeves, buy more chew toys. <sighs> yes, ma'am. Well, that all wiped out. Yep, and there are no loose ends to tie up. Has anyone seen my husband? Isn't that him snoring away in the corner? <laughs> so it is. Thank you. Oh, he's so adorable when he's sleeping. We'll take your word for it. Let's get out of here before anything else happens. I feel so sorry for Mr. Clemens. You do? Why? He's going to be so upset tomorrow when he wakes up with a hangover and realizes Rosa doesn't work for him. Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater, Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast, or leave a review. Created by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Written by Lori and Richard Iyer, with Andrew Pond and Zach Osterman. Directed by Andrew Pond. Starring the voice talents of Chloe Adamo, Jessica Lauren Fisher, Daniel Houle, Noelle Kleiss, Zachary Osterman, Andrew Pond, Julian Serna, 
and Monica Safflick. Our Foley artist was Lori Iyer. Our engineer was Daniel Houle. And I am your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. Special thanks to Tune in next week. Same shade, time, shade,